When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, I love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. We've got big news at the castle this week. Thank you. I was going to do it and then I would have butchered it. I jumped in. Thank you. Broderick Washington has signed a three-year contract extension and Rashad Bateman is back on the practice field. Came off the PUP list. So big news. Really great news in both cases. Uh, let's start with Brody. Well, yeah, I mean, when big news happens, podcast is ready. So oh, I know yeah. we told you. Got to. We did the Nelson Aguilar podcast earlier this week. And as that's dropping, we're recording another one here with the news of Roger Washington. Turning and burning. and burning. Uh, so a little plug. You know, we're all excited about this news, but don't miss the Nelson Aguilar podcast because he was really insightful. But in terms of the news, yeah, I mean, Roger Washington, if you go back and we talked about this during the offseason in terms of potential moves that the Ravens can make. Who's the next contract signing? I thought, both of us thought this could be something more likely in the season. It's mm-hmm. a little bit surprising to get done right before the season starts. Great news. Yeah. But it fits the mold of what the Ravens like to do. I mean, this is a homegrown player. He's been successful. According to reports, Aaron Wilson, uh, veteran uh, reporter, uh, NFL reporter, says it's a three-year, $17.5 million contract and includes uh, 6.3 in signing and option bonuses and $10 million guaranteed. So those are the contract details according to Aaron Wilson. Um, and so, you know, this is it fits what the Ravens like. I mean, Broderick Washington, late-round pick, has blossomed here, has turned into a really quality player. It's not a contract signing that, like, blows the doors off from a salary cap standpoint, right. but you get a really good player, He's proven himself here in Baltimore, and you keep him in-house, and you have him at a good price. It's a win-win across the board. And then Broderick yeah. goes, gets the security this season, knowing that he's got a long-term deal he's in place. Paid, right, he gets, right, what was it, 10 million? 10 million guaranteed. 10 million guaranteed, yeah. Like, all right, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, for a fifth-round pick coming out of Texas Tech, you know, who has grinded his whole life, you know, I know a little bit about Broderick's backstory, and, you know, wasn't easy, like, had to put in a lot of work, defy the odds, you know, fifth round pick to get this kind of contract. That doesn't happen all that all that often either. You yeah. know, I mean, it's a testament to him and his hard work. And and one quote that immediately just jumped out for me came from Anthony Weaver uh, earlier in training camp. He said, quote, I don't know that there's a person in this building that works harder than Broderick Washington. Mm-hmm. And so, like, this is just he's a raven and he's on the up. Right, I mean, he's going to step into Calais Campbell's starting spot at DN on this line, and really, when you look at it down the line, the Ravens don't have a ton of defense. Like, what's their twenty twenty four defensive line look like? Yeah, 
you know, you have Brody and Justin Matabike both going into contracts year, contract years. Michael Pierce, I think, has one is in the last year of his deal, I want right. to say. Right. Um, Brent Urban's on a one-year deal, right? So, like, what's your – Travis Jones is the only guy signed for 2024, was the only guy before Brody now. So it kind of keeps uh, a key piece, hard worker, plays like a Raven, you know, keeps him in-house for the long haul. Yeah. And I just think that, like, I, he deserves a ton of credit here, to your point. Like, this is a fifth-round pick. When, when that 2020 draft took place – no one was saying like, man, Project Washington is going to be the first guy from that class to get a contract extension. Yeah, you know that that's that was a class Patrick Queen at the top, then J.K. Dobbins, Justin Matabike, who that class is looking pretty sweet. Yeah, Devin Duvernay, Malik Harrison, Tyree Phillips, Ben Bredesen, Project Washington, and then Prochet and Geno Stone. Yeah. Well, Gino Stone, I Gino guess. Stone. Actually, actually, <laughs> Gino. Actually, it, it, Gino, Gino got the first contract extension. But yeah, so I, I think that. Uh, just give him a ton of credit for working to the point where he gets that deal. And, like, I really think the Ravens' defensive front is going to be good this year. I know mm-hmm. they parted ways with Clayus Campbell this offseason, and that's a tough loss. But everything that I've seen from this defensive front in practice has been encouraging. And Broderick and Matabike, like, those two guys look like they can be disruptive forces. Well, I mean, I think we are all looking at it and saying Broderick Washington could— last year he had a really solid year. He had kind of a breakout— year you know 49 tackles career high and really I don't think many none of us are really talking much about him going into last year right and then he turned into I think he started nine games I mean he played a pretty big role and I've said it a few times I thought he was one of the biggest surprises like like uh you know breakout players on the defense last season he was and I think a lot of us now are saying he can take that next step like he's still there's he's still kind of on the uh beginning of that upswing and so you sign them before the breakout potential breakout breakout how many breakouts can you have well you have two? you're you're the, the kid after the breakout you're, i always give you a hard time about this <laughs> it's actually funny i went back and i listened to one of some some parts of a podcast that we did during the fourth of july break and yeah. we talked about some of this and we and we both said that we could see a project deal happening at, yeah. at that time but we also discuss breakout players, and you're naming off Marcus Williams and Kyle Hamilton. I'm like, how many breakout players can this guy have? Brody's ready for breakout number two. Okay, okay. Uh, maybe there's a three and a four down the line. We'll see. <laughs> but two's happening. Okay. Right? And the Ravens, you know, I think it's a wise move to – it just works for both sides. Like, they, they sign them to what's, I think, a fair deal, you know, and it kind of – you know, looking at the, the price tag of it, I think it takes into account what they think he's going to do this year yeah. and beyond, right? But it's if he go, went out and had eight sacks this year, that'd be high, six sacks, whatever, and had this huge year, he'd be looking at a bigger payday a year from now. Well, that's right? the thing. So yeah. when you lock in these guys early, it just it works for both sides. Yeah, there's risk either way. Like There's risk if the Ravens don't sign him, and then he goes out and has a six, seven, eight sack year. Mm-hmm. Well, now he's getting a bigger contract, so then he he's priced benefits. himself out probably. He's probably priced himself out, so then the Ravens would lose out on him. Now he gets more money. But the flip side is the Ravens sign him now, and they get – Potentially, they and they gave him. A, it's a deal. It's a you know. Yeah. Like you said right. Like it's not like they signed for for nothing. Exactly. You know, they gave him a fair deal, a good, a good reported amount of money. But 
it's not like this mega mega deal, right? And so you get that, and so you maybe get a discount if he were to have that eight sack season. But if he doesn't, like right. at the same time, he gets the security. So there's it, it's mutually beneficial there. Like he gets the security. The Ravens get a player who they feel, really believe in uh, long term, and I just think everybody's happy. And it's just like I just think that this is when the Ravens talk about scouting and turning over every stone. This is an example of it. This is a late round pick out of Texas Tech, who they felt like could d- develop into a really quality player, and now he gets a nice contract. Yep. You brought up Calais Campbell, and so I dug up this quote from Calais in April. This is after he signed with the Falcons. He okay. was talking to Justina Anderson on the Crew podcast, and he was kind of talking about how he understood, you know, the Ravens were expressing interest in bringing him back, and there's a possibility, but Eric DaCosta kind of said, we can't make it work for salary cap reasons. It's just not going to work. And, like, Calais was like, okay, I get it. I understand. And his quote was, they got some young beasts in Baltimore. I told Broderick Washington, man, you're playing so good, you're going to get me cut. I told him that at the beginning of the year. He's a great young player. Wow. That's from Calais. Yeah. And so that tells you a little something, right? And and Broderick Washington's stepping into that. I don't I don't recall what Calais' deal was with the Falcons, but you're probably getting – Broderick this year at a lower cap number than what Calais would have been for a one-year deal, let's just say, and you have Broderick for years to come, right? So at every point, and, and we've had this conversation on the practice field, at some point you have to turn the page from veterans to young guys, and you have to bet on the young guys' development, right? And, you know, the Ravens did that at cornerback. They didn't bring back Marcus Peters, and, and they're going to rely on a younger corner, whether that be Rocky Yassine, whether that be Jalen Armour Davis, or whomever, Brandon Stevens, that starts opposite of Marlon. And it's always a tough calculation to make, mm-hmm. right? I mean, let's just say Marcus Peters and Jalen Armour Davis, right? Like, Marcus Peters at this stage of his career just much more knowledgeable about the game and all that he brings and all that stuff, like... Right now, is he a, a, a better player right now than Jalen Armour Davis? Maybe, but Marcus Peters is on the tail end of his career, and Jalen Armour Davis is rapidly ascending. Yeah. And at some point, that they're going to meet, or Jalen Armour Davis is hopefully going to surpass Marcus yeah. Peters' level of play. When is that going to happen? Does that happen this year? Does it happen early in the year? Does it happen late in the year? Does it happen not until next season? We don't know, but that's what these guys, Eric Costa and, and the front office, get paid to make those calculations, right? Yeah. And it's all pieces of the puzzle this is a calculation that they made with broderick washington and calais campbell right like they would have loved to have bring clay brought calais back just like i think they probably would have liked marcus peters or justin houston or any of those veterans that departed this offseason but at some point you have to say we like this young player yeah we think he's going to be a really good player and we're projecting based on what they've done already and what we see in practice and all that stuff we're projecting what they're going to be and it's time to turn the page yeah I think all of that makes a lot of sense, and just think it's I'm really happy for Brodrick. And you know, it's yeah. interesting. Like he's a good dude. I like I like Brody. Yeah, I think he is a really hard worker. I mean, this is a guy that lives in the weight room, yep. works really hard behind the scenes. Like he's always a, always on the field. Yeah, like, late early, he's puts in the work. He does. I mean, it's it's <laughs> not shocking to see him be one of the last guys off the field, putting extra work with the yep. defensive line coach. Or he really, I think he learned a lot from Calais. And you know, I think that that quote from Calais stands out to me because. Like he was right, basically, mm-hmm. and and yeah. he also, I think Calais deserves credit for helping those young guys when he was here. Like Calais was a guy when he was here that really helped Justin Matabike and Project Washington mentor them along. I think yep. helped in their development, and then ultimately, like you know, I'm sure he's got a big smile on his face today, knowing that 
Broderick uh, gets this nice payday, which yeah. he which he earned. I'm sure. Um, think, and I also, think... the last thing I would say, you know, it's interesting. Like, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to move move on too quickly from Broderick's deal, but like Matabike is the other one. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. What does this mean for Justin Matabike? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great question. Like, I think that it's it, when I look at it would be great if you get both these guys signed long term, and be I think phenomenal. Who knows if that happens? But we talked, I think, in a podcast last week about Matabike, and just. You know, he's a guy, he probably will have more pass rush production, I would think, than Project Washington. I mean, he's got... Sacks often get paid. Sacks often get paid, and I think Matabike has double-digit sack potential. I really do. I mean, I think that's that would be asking a lot, but I think that... I think the potential exists, yeah. He could get there. He could get there, and the Rams have a lot of faith in him. And, um, you know, he could find himself in a situation where he prices himself out, but they also, you know... If we're doing an emergency podcast again sometime in the next few weeks or during the season, like it wouldn't shock me either. Yeah, I mean, Justin Matabike, I think if you were going to sign him right now, would probably come in at a higher dollar amount. Well, I think so. I mean, right. he's, he's had more pass with five and a half sacks. He's had more production, right? Five in and comparison. Sacks. Yeah. I mean, here's a, uh, I mean, both are really talented guys. Um, you know, I, I really like Justin Matabike's outlook when he's been asked about going into a contract year and he's just like man i'm just i'm keeping my head down and like i know that i'm gonna get paid at some point as especially if i just focus on my work and have a really big year and so it would not surprise me as we've said previously the ravens look at these two young talented defensive tackles and they and you got lamar on his deal and you got a lot of guys that are coming up you know patrick queen jk dobbins you got you got guys in line to get paid mm-hmm. right and you can't pay everybody as we've said a million times and uh you know does does that mean you get you pay broderick and you can't pay justin madbike like if one guy was going to price himself out of baltimore probably the more likely one was going to be justin madbike yeah again i'll say i hope that I well, part of me hopes he does price himself out because he has a and he has a monster season and Ravens in the Super Bowl and we just can't afford <laughs> yeah, him. Right. Okay, I'll you know I'll take it and he'll take it with a ring on his finger and whatever. See you later. Yeah, you know. Um, the other part of me says like, man, maybe don't have ten sacks. We can sign you back. You yeah, know? <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Like it would be awesome to have both those guys here for a long time, but I just think that probably the Ravens are looking at the situation saying Matt BK could. He's going to go for a big number. Yeah, he's already probably if you try to get him done before the season, a big number. Well, that's the other thing too is sometimes these guys get to this point where they're right kind of on the precipice, and they say, "You know what? I'll bet on oh, myself." Wait. Exactly. And, which I think that like it just depends on the type of player. But like the that, that, the player, do you, do that you want that money risk? up front right now? Do you want the guarantees? Do you want the ten million guarantee that's reported for Broderick? Right. Or you say, you know what? I'm going to wait it out, and I'm going to go for that higher number. Right, and there's been cases where it's gone both ways. You know, some yeah. guys wait and it doesn't pan out. Some guys wait and they end up cashing in. Right. So I think um, I just think it's a great deal. So um, let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll discuss Rashad Bateman's return to the practice field. With AT and T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to ten devices up to fifty feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. 
Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the land of saints and sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment, watch it now on digital, rated R. All right, we are coming to you from the Seat Geek studio here, and we also want to give a shout-out to our friends at DraftKings, which is the official sports betting partner of the Baltimore Ravens. DraftKings Sportsbook has a limited-time offer that you don't want to miss. Download their app. Use the promo code FLOCK. If you're a new customer, you get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook. And again, the promo code that you got to use is FLOCK. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. you got to be 21 or older and physically present in Maryland to play. All right, so big news also is Rashad Bateman yeah. returns to practice. And this is something that we've all kind of been waiting and wondering when this is going to happen. And, you know, John Harbaugh told us soon. Mm-hmm. It was very soon. Very soon. He wasn't, <laughs> but he didn't want to give an exact date. And I think a lot of times when you hear vague terms like that, you start to think, uh-oh, it's going to be a while. But all of a sudden, he's back a few days later. Mm-hmm. And it's great news. I mean, this is a guy who's been coming back from a very serious injury, a Liz Frank injury that can take a lot of time yep. to heal from. And now he's back on the field with a month to go before week one. It's going to be a ramp-up period. We'll see how quickly he can ramp things up. But I think it's a big sign to have him back on the field. Yeah, for sure. Now we can see the full potential of this passing offense with Rashad Bateman on the field. You know, I mean, he's a starting wide receiver. You look at the depth chart, it's him, OBJ, and really Zay Flowers are kind of projected to be the top three. Nelson Aguilar or Devin DuVernay, this is the unofficial depth chart, which you know is ironclad, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. super, super important. But obviously Rashad Bateman, as I've said previously, I think the Ravens' passing offense can be really good even if Rashad Bateman's foot were to be an issue. Uh-huh. But Rashad Bateman is a, a fantastic player when he's healthy. And for the Ravens passing offense and the offense as a whole to reach its potential, you need Bateman on the field. Yeah. This is a guy that we've seen. Bateman can do it all. Bateman can do it all. He can be a big play guy. We saw the take the slant to the house against the Dolphins. He can go over the top. He can make acrobatic catches. He can work the sidelines. He can do it all. He's super talented first-round pick. The whole issue has been health for him. His yep. rookie season kind of got off to a slow start after the core muscle surgery. And then last year, obviously, with the foot. And now I think the important thing is how close to pre- injury is it we've seen with Hollywood we saw it with Jimmy Smith the Liz Frank is no joke it is no joke and even when you come back it can take some time to work through it and work through the pain and all that now I think that that's really part of the reason why he hasn't been practicing is that structurally John Harbaugh has said his foot was fine there were some ancillary things that come up with the Liz Frank where you get pain points and all that stuff as you're working back and they just didn't want to push Rashad Bateman mm-hmm. they didn't want to push him when he when he just didn't feel good yeah and so it's a good sign that he feels good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but I wouldn't rule out that there could still be some of that process for him to work through as he moves forward. Look, we've seen this. I mean, last year is a good example. I mean, fortunately, 
the Ravens don't, it's not a situation like last year where you had basically like five or six major questions with guys coming back exactly. from injuries. The running backs, Marcus Peters, Ronnie Stanley, Tyus Bowser, like all of these guys that you're like, when are they going to get back? And right. whenever these players return from really serious injuries, there's a ramp up period. So like he doesn't return and go through 11 on 11, you know, running 100 reps out there at practice. Yep. Like there's a ramp up. We saw Bateman on the field at times during offseason practices. But he was look, out there for OTAs. It was limited. Quick. He looked good. It was He's limited. Individuals, individual. He explosive. He looked good. I thought. I thought he. It just was like such a small sample size, yeah. and he was running some routes on air. I do not think he ever was. From what I saw, it seemed like he was running a hundred percent. You know, I think that like he had bursts, but I never thought that I was like, oh man, he looks like psh, that injury is not even a question. Mm-hmm. But then they, you know, he went on the shelf, got a cortisone shot right around minicamp, and then he's been working his way back since that point. And so I think that, like, there is going to be this ramp-up period. It would not shock me as he works his way back if it's, like, you know, he's on the field for three days and he's off for one. Like, that, they've, that's been the case with other guys coming back. Mm. Maybe not. Maybe he'll just, be like, be on the field and he'll be good to go and he'll feel really great and he took his time. So however long it takes him to be, like, full go, ready for game action, I don't exactly know. But I think that it is really encouraging and I agree with your point about if this offense is going to be as good as it can be like you need Rashad Bateman 100% well Isaiah Likely I thought had a good quote this week when he said we want the defense to have no answers for us yeah yeah and I think Bateman's a key part of that they're going to give Odell defense are going to give Odell some attention particularly I think in the around the red zone he's going to he's going to draw some eyes because he's Odell Beckham yep especially when he comes out there week one and he looks like Odell Beckham again Right. But like he's looking practice. Yes. Zay Flowers, I bet people are reading the clips on Zay Flowers, uh-huh. I'm sure. And just the having another dynamic Nelly, you know, he's been really good. Having these third, fourth, second, you know, when you have all of these premier weapons, now all of a sudden it's guys are getting single coverage. And Bateman's releases and how quick he is, that dude can beat single coverage. Like last year going into the year, Bateman was the clear number one, clear number one wide receiver. And so he was treated as such. He's going to get better looks this year. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, look, last year, as we've said a million times, like all eggs were kind of in the Bateman basket. And then he got hurt. Yep. And that's not the case this year. The Ravens have a ton of depth at that position. They've got top-end players. They've got depth throughout. So there's not nearly as much on his shoulders, which I think is really good because now he gets back on the field and he doesn't need to feel internal pressure or external pressure to be like, all right, well, I need to get back out there right away to play 80 snaps week one right. to well, get 10 yeah. targets coming my way. And knowing Rashad Bateman, he's a confident dude. Yeah. He is a very confident dude. And, I, and I'm and i sure uh, he's also looking at Odell and looking at Zay and seeing all the, the buzz about them. And he's he's hungry, I'm sure, to prove, yeah, I'm still Rashad Bateman. Don't don't be sleeping or forget what Rashad Bateman can be. Right, right. right. I mean, he... he he knows just how talented he is and what he can be, and he hasn't been able to show it yet because of his health completely. We've seen flashes, and, and the, those flashes have been awesome, but he hasn't had the full season yet. And I'm sure he knows he's, this is a big year three for him. And just when he, you're looking down the line for him and his contract and his future, right? Are the Ravens going to pick up his fifth-year option? Yep. That, would come, that decision will come after this season Yep. and next offseason. And so this is a big year for him and his career, 
he knows that the writing is on the wall. And so uh, I think that Rashad Bateman, if he can stay healthy and, and this is the beginning of that, you know, him returning to the field and hopefully knock on wood, we've done it already. The f- yeah. Nobody's getting hurt this year because we knocked on the wood of football. Yep. Uh, if he can do that, like Rashad Bateman, as I've said before, I have a lot of faith in that dude. And I really don't know how to splice up what wide receiver is going to get the most and, I think it's going to be fairly even, and all these guys have the potential to be a thousand-yard guy. I'm not saying all of them are going to be. Between Zay Odell and well, him, that would be a crazy not, not, plus not, mark. Now you're getting to that, that Lamar's getting to his six thousand yards exactly, there. Exactly, plus the running backs. Yeah, thousand each. Can Gus put up a thousand receivers? <laughs> um, you know, like I'm not saying all those guys are going to do that, but they all have the potential. And it's and to my earlier point, it's really pick your poison. Yeah, I agree. I, I just think that this will. I think that Bateman's return unlocks a lot for this offense, and it's all going to depend on how quickly he can get back to feeling like himself. And that's yep. just something that will take time, and yep. that we'll be watching closely and see how quickly that happens. So uh, you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Uh, let us know what questions you have. We'll be watching Bateman closely. Uh, we're also going to have another podcast. This is a busy, busy podcast week. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a preview of the preseason game, which is going to be Saturday night, 7 p.m. You can watch it in Baltimore locally in WBAL. Um, that is coming up. It's going to be our kids' night, so we're looking forward to that. If you're, uh, we got bucket hats. Yeah, I tried to fit it on my own head. They're for kids. I got a big head, okay? I got a big dome, and yeah. I tried. Well, you got a five and head. <laughs> yeah, I got a big forehead. It's a big head, okay? <laughs> big brain. Big brain. Nah, 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 nah. Big, nah, nah, huge nah. brain. A cobwebs in there. Just a lot of empty <laughs> space in there. So uh, it doesn't fit me great because it's made for kids. So uh, there's <laughs> if first 15,000 fans uh, get a bucket hat. Kids will really like that. It's going to be a great time on Saturday night with the Eagles coming to town. So we look forward to seeing everybody there. Yep. Um, and again, you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Make sure you check out the Ravens Press Pass podcast feed as well. Thanks for listening. Talk with you again soon. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the land of saints and sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment, watch it now on digital. Rated R.